want to just give him the praise and honor and glory for everything tonight. 2 Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 6, 7, and 8. I'll read these three verses. We'll pray, and I've got some thoughts for you tonight. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge. Aren't you glad that God's a righteous judge? Uh, I'm not a righteous judge. Uh, No man is, but God is a righteous judge. I'm thankful for that. Shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Uh, Let's pray, and we'll get into this tonight. Lord, we're thankful so much for what we've already experienced here. Thank you for the testimonies. God, thank you for the heartfelt testimony from the young lady that uh, we'll finish out her school year here, but definitely not her ministry here. And I'm uh, thankful that, uh, God, that's the great thing of, uh, Lord, having the church. And I'm uh, thankful for what you're doing here in this place through young people, uh, God, through adults, and God, through just each and every person who comes and is a part. I'm thankful that we're not just here for services, just to show up like church is an event. We are the church. We live being the church. And, uh, Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, that you have saved us and called us and loved us. And God, I pray that to be one here tonight that doesn't know Christ as his or her Savior, I pray that the Word of God would be quick and powerful, that you'd give them ears to hear, that the Holy Spirit, uh, Lord, we ask, would do his work on their heart. And God, that you would, uh, Lord, just draw them to yourself. You said that if you were lifted up, you'd draw men to yourself. And so, God, we put our faith in you and your work. And God asks that your word would not return void, but accomplish the purpose for which you sent it tonight. I pray that we would, as Paul, fight a good fight, finish our course, and keep the faith. In Jesus' name, we do ask these things with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you. May be seated. I just have a few thoughts tonight when it comes to finishing. Before you can finish something, Paul said in verse number 6, For I am now ready. Um, you'll never finish anything if you don't prepare. That's a big thing, being prepared. Um, I'm just constantly uh, in my schedule preparing for whatever it is that we have coming up next. And sometimes it's months in advance. Sometimes it's a couple days in advance. Uh, You never know uh, sometimes with some things that come up. And then how about this? How many know that sometimes you can't be ready for something that just comes up and uh, you've got to be ready? And uh, they taught us in college that you need to be ready to preach, pray, or die at any moment. (laughs) And I think we ought to be ready for those things uh, because we don't know when we're going to die. And we don't know how much we have uh, life that we have. The Bible says our life is a vapor. I think Paul understood that. Paul said he was ready. He was ready. And really, that's a good question uh, for you tonight. Uh, Are you ready to live? Are you ready to die? Are you ready to do whatever it is that God has for you to do? Uh, God loves you. He made you. Uh, He created you with purpose. Uh, He has uh, called us uh, and given us a great uh, commission as Christians, and that we're supposed to be ready. And uh, sometimes, uh, I think sometimes we can be categorized as being unorganized sometimes, unprepared, not ready uh, for things that we need to be ready for. Uh, But really, we need to be ready. Uh, How many are thankful for people that put a lot of preparation time? I'm thankful for tonight. A lot of preparation, practice time went into this. uh, Because, you know, that just shows that we care, doesn't it? Shows that we care when we prepare. 
I'm glad that when I walked in tonight uh, that someone swept the walks and someone vacuumed the floors and someone cleaned the bathrooms and someone... You know what that shows? That we were ready. We were ready for guests. We were ready for people. And I'm glad that somebody did that. I'm glad that I didn't have to worry about that. I'm glad that people uh, in our church just take the lead and get things done. I'm thankful for that. Uh, But it's something about being ready... And I don't know about you, but I've been sometimes caught not ready. How about you tonight? Uh, Some things in life, uh, I've heard parents say, I wasn't ready to be a parent. Uh, But apparently God thought you were, and he gave you children. Uh, Maybe uh, you weren't ready to be married, but you said I do. And so uh, as much as you thought you weren't ready, you better be ready real quick uh, for whatever it is that next phase or next step uh, in life is. We have young ladies about to go to college in September, and I got the privilege with my wife and my family to take her down to see the school. And uh, she went and looked at the college, and I said, are you ready? And I don't know if she is ready tonight. I I don't know if her face is saying she's ready. Uh, But listen, you know what I hope? I hope that as a, as, as a Christian school that we prepared her for the next step. Uh, we prepared her because I really think that's, that's our job. I really take that serious. You send your children here. Uh, you send family members or friends here. Uh, and uh, we uh, want to prepare these young people, not just uh, to know the answers to math and English and science and uh, history and all those things. We want them to be ready for life. Uh, and it's so important that we are ready because uh, let's be honest tonight. Is life fair? It's not. Uh, Life isn't fair, uh, but I'm thankful that we serve a God that is always fair, uh, that always just, and uh, that he takes care of us. And so be ready. Number two, uh, know where you're going. Know where you're going. Uh, It's hard to get ready for something if you don't know where you're going. Uh, And if you don't know where you're going, uh, you won't really prepare. I think some people, you ask them the question, do you know where you're going in life? Do you know where you're headed? Do you know the direction or the path that you're on? And you ask them the question. Sometimes they have a big question mark, it looks like, behind their eyes. I'm not sure what I'm here for. Uh, I'm not sure where I'm going. I'm not sure what the purpose uh, of my life even is. Uh, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, maybe before you were saved... Uh, You didn't know what the purpose of life is, and then Jesus gave you purpose. Maybe you're like that tonight. Maybe you haven't met Christ, and maybe you're not sure uh, what your purpose of life is. And come on, there's got to be more to life than, uh, you know, the nine to five. There's got to be more to life than just the day in, day out grind. Uh, uh, Life is more than that. God's Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. And I believe that God has uh, given us the abundant life, Christians. He's given us the eternal life. And by the way, that's a present possession. That's not just a future possession. And we ought to be enjoying that life right now. Uh, We need to be ready, but we also need to know where we're going. Uh, That's a good question. Do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're going when you're going to die, when you die? Uh, That's a good question. Don't wait till you're there to try to answer that question. Uh, Some people, they call it, make my peace with God. Make your peace with God right now. Uh, You say, how can I be at peace with God? Well, we couldn't be at peace with God without Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came and he shed his precious blood on a cross, uh, not so that uh, we could have uh, just religious ceremonies about that. He did that because he's real. He's a savior. Uh, He was the son of God, the only begotten son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. And for God so loved the world tonight that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, I I want to tell you tonight that if you don't know where you're going, Jesus uh, made it very clear. Thomas asked him the question. He said, Lord, how how should we know the way? 
He said, how can we know the way? How, how can we know where we're going? How can we know where you're going? How, how can we know how to get where you're going? And I think a lot of people, they want to know the answer to that question, but maybe they just don't want man to answer the question. Uh, maybe they don't want religion to answer that question. But can I ch- share this uh, with you? Jesus answered that question himself. Uh, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but by me. Uh, I'm not going to apologize tonight for trying to point you in the right direction. If you don't know where you're going, you can know. And let me share that uh, where the direction is. It's a person. Jesus Christ is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. And nobody goes to the Father. Nobody goes to heaven but through Jesus Christ and him alone. And you say, well, what do you mean? Uh, Well, uh, the Bible says repent and believe. You know what repentance is? Repentance is knowing that I'm a sinner, uh, agreeing with God uh, about my sin and who I am, and saying, God, I'm not right. I'm a sinner, and I'm changing my mind. I'm calling on you, allowing the Holy Spirit of God to do his work in your heart. Repent and believe on Jesus Christ. Know where you're going. How about this? Fight hard. He said, I've fought a good fight. I don't know about you, but I always have admired people uh, that are fighters. Uh, Life isn't fair, but they don't just lay down. Uh, They uh, work hard. Uh, They, they, uh, if you would, they inspire others. Uh, I'm inspired by this young lady tonight. Uh, She spoke about the fact that uh, her father passed away. Well, there's a lot of people let something like that destroy them. And there's others that say, you know, I'm going to let that fuel me. I'm going to let that uh, inspire me to take that next step and and to do so with great courage. I I hope you have, uh, uh, the Bible says, be strong and of good courage. I hope you have courage to face life. You know, a lot of people are quitting on life. A lot of people are quitting on marriage. They're quitting on their families. They're quitting being moms. They quit being dads. They quit, 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 quit. We hear a lot of things about quitters today. Uh, But I'm thankful Jesus Christ wasn't a quitter. Uh, I'm thankful he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he sat down on the right hand of the throne of God, and he did that for us because he loved us. And because of that, I think Paul understood what it meant to fight. To fight. I fought a good fight. Not only did he just fight, but he fought a good fight. There's a lot of people in it to fight, but I don't know if they're in it to be in the good fight. The good fight. The good fight is not being in a fight with other people. The good fight is being in the fight with the wickedness of this world, and the flesh that we live in. I don't know about you, but I have this rotten flesh I live in every day. And it wants to do, you know what it wants to do? One thing, everything it wants to do. Uh, it, wants, it wants everything for itself. It's selfish. Come on, you know, we're selfish by nature, aren't we? We like what we like. We want to do what we want to do. We don't like people. Some, maybe some of you sitting here, I can't believe, who is he to tell me what, I'm, what I should do? And some of us, that's what we are. That's our flesh. Uh, but you know what? I'm thankful Uh, that I can be crucified with Christ in my flesh. And uh, there's a fight to fight. It's a good fight. Be ready. Know where you're going. Fight hard. How about this? Keep the faith. Keep the faith. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Can I tell you about uh, knowing Christ? The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. A lot of people are trying to work their way by being a good person to heaven, but it's contrary to what the Bible teaches because we can't be good enough. Um, The Bible says that, uh, you know, as far as we're concerned and compared to God, we fall short, don't we? Come on. 
I'm not the mark. You're not the mark. We don't compare. A lot of times that's what we do, though. We like to compare to each other because, you know, some, maybe you already did this. Maybe you scanned the room. You found somebody that's, you know, that's lesser on the totem pole than you. You know, you judged them. You looked at them and said, I, I feel better about myself tonight. I'm better than that guy. You know, I'm better than that person. And we have a tendency to do that in our jobs. We look at, you know, well, I'm better than, you know, that guy. And uh, we, we sometimes we compare ourselves to other people. But the comparison is to Jesus. How do you compare when you compare yourself to God? And uh, the Bible tells us the truth. We've all sinned and we come short of the glory of God. We always fall short. He's the mark. He's the comparison. And in order to have faith, uh, he's got to do that work. It's a gift of God, the Bible says. You know, he wants to give you a gift. It's called faith. But can I say something else about faith? A lot of people are talking about faith like it's some kind of blind thing, like it's some kind of crutch or a stupid thing. But can I share with you what the Bible says faith is? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. You know what faith is? It's substance and it's evidence. Faith is real. Faith is real. I mean, it's something that God gives us. It's substance. It's evidence. And a lot of people talk about God like it's a fairy tale. God's not a fairy tale. God is real. And he really, really loves us. And he really, really died for us. And he, he, he paid the price for you so that you could have a home in heaven. I wouldn't ignore that tonight. You know, you live in a world, and I live in a world, where we put more stock in what Hollywood's doing in the fantasy realm, in the movies, blockbusters that they put out, than we do in the word of God that's true. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I like entertainment just like you might like entertainment. But I tell you, there's nothing so great as the word of God, and it's true. And the truth sets us free. Be ready. Know where you're going. Fight hard. Keep the faith. How about this? Understand the value. Understand the value. Do you believe that life is worth living? Is it worth it? Uh, I look at these young people and I say yes. Sometimes they're not so great and we question. Uh, no, but they're, they're worth it. And uh, it's worth it. And by the way, it's worth it now. It's not just worth it at the end. It's worth it now. And I'm thankful that it is worth it to live like a Christian. You know, Paul said he understood the value and the worth uh, to being a Christian. He said, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. It's worth it. There's reward in living the Christian life. There's reward in living the righteous life. There's reward in living according to the word of God. But can we just be honest tonight? There's not a whole lot of people that are doing it. There's not a whole lot of people that are living this book. Uh, they may be talking about it, and I'm, I'm with you tonight. You might say, well, I don't go to church because, uh, you know, I don't like being around hypocrites. Well, really, what's, what, what's one more? Why don't you just come? I think sometimes, too, if you use that excuse, you're really telling yourself and everyone else that that hypocrite is closer to God than you are. And that, that puts you in a really bad spot. You say, I'm not going to go because... Listen, I'm with you. I've seen the religious crowd, and I've seen all those folks. I'm not talking about religion tonight. I'm talking about a life. I'm talking about reality tonight. I'm talking about it's real that people die. I'm talking about you having a soul God made you with. And, uh, you know, it's going to go somewhere, and you've got to. You've got to make a decision about that sometime. Don't put it off. Jesus has given you the truth. And, by the way, as as Americans, we're going to be responsible for this because we have this and a lot of countries don't. They don't have this. Some people would love to have this, a page of this, a few pages of this, and, and that we have it, and we take it for granted. We set it aside. We lay it aside. 
But we have the truth tonight. Keep the faith. Understand the value. It's worth it. I look at my wife and my children tonight and I say it's worth it. It's worth it. I look at, I look at your families tonight and I say it's worth it. I look at you tonight I say it's worth it. It's worth it. Every, every ounce of work and labor and every sacrifice, it's worth it. It's worth it to serve the Lord. And then how about this? Lastly, in being ready and finishing your course, live for his appearing. Live for his appearing. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them that, all, that also that love his appearing. You say, what are you talking about? What was Paul talking about? Well, Paul was talking to Timothy. Timothy was a young man, and Paul was finishing his ministry on this earth. He's about to die. And Paul said to Timothy, he said, listen, I'm living for Jesus Christ coming back. Because he is coming back. And, uh, you know, one day, the Bible says that the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that he is the Lord. But you need to do that here. Not wait till he shows up. Because when he shows up, it's too late. And uh, I hope that you're living for his appearing. Some people are living for their next vacation. They're living for their next bonus. They're living for the next uh, whatever it is. They're, uh, their next step in their career. They're living for that instead of living for the Lord. What we're trying to train and teach this next generation is to live their lives for the Lord and to give their lives for the Lord. You know, there's some, uh, I graduated uh, in 1998, um, and there were seven in my graduating class. There's one uh, young man that tonight, uh, I just talked to him yesterday, is on the mission field in Zambia, Africa. And he's living his life for others there. And uh, I think that's a wonderful thing. Because he's not just trying to live for himself, he's living for other people. And he's there to tell other people the same message that I'm here to tell you tonight. And that message is so important. And that is that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody goes to the Father but by him. I hope tonight you're ready. Because you'll never finish if you're not ready. You'll never finish the course if you're not prepared. Samantha's about to head out to college. You know, I hope that she's going to finish. And I'm going to give her a hard time if she tries to quit. Because when you start something, you're supposed to finish, aren't you? That's called character. Maybe we're missing that today. But we're trying to instill that in the hearts of young people again, once again. Character. Living for the Lord, serving the Lord. I hope that you listen to the Word of God tonight, and I hope, really more importantly, that you ask yourself some questions. Am I ready? Do I know where I'm going? Is my life of value? If it is of value, what am I doing living it for myself? And if I'm living it for myself and I'm supposed to be living it for the Lord, what am I doing? You know, trusting in Jesus Christ is as easy as ABC. You say, what are you talking about? Well, admit that you're a sinner. It's easy to do. I mean, once you're honest with yourself, really. Because none of us, aren't we all sinners? Come on, nod your head. Some of you lying to yourself. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us, the Bible says. We're, we're, we're sinners by our very nature. And there's consequences for what we do. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But you know what's so great? God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He took our place. And then he said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I hope that if you don't know him tonight, I mean personally, I'm talking about you know about Jesus, you looked at a crucifix once, you've read a Bible story. I mean, you know him personally. He's in your life. He, he's, he's a personal, you have a personal relationship with him. And if you don't, you know what, why don't you let him introduce himself to you tonight by his spirit? And why don't you invite him into your life? Father, I pray tonight, we're so thankful for the opportunity that we had to be here tonight. God, thankful for the young people. God, thankful for our graduates tonight. I'm thankful for our senior tonight. I, I pray that you bless her and have your hand upon her. I pray for her family, that you'd continue to strengthen them as they take the next steps. And God, looking forward to seeing many more of these young people. God, uh, come across this platform, but not just to flip a tassel and then go live for themselves, but to, Lord, flip that tassel and take the next step, whatever it is that you have for them. I pray that you would bless us tonight. God, I pray there's somebody here tonight that doesn't know Christ as his or her Savior, that tonight would be the day of salvation. God, they would say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus, please come into my heart.